Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Charlie's Toolbox. I'd like to apologize to you guys. I have been a little bit delayed within the past two weeks because I had multiple projects going on and I had no strength to deliver a good message. So I want to apologize once again and let you guys know that this will not happen again. So this episode, we're going to talk about how to live a self-centered life. And this is one of my favorite lives to live. So you guys don't know this, but when I was a teenager, I was deeply self-centered and super selfish, but it was to my benefit. It was to my benefit. I always made sure that whatever it is that I was doing, I want to be happy doing it. So um, I have a best friend for several decades (laughs) and she told me that one of the reasons why she was my friend was because or one of the lessons that she learned from me was being self-centered, being selfish. She didn't understand why she kept on losing out on experiences and she realized quickly it's because she kept on making decisions based off of other people and not on herself. So I want to talk about how to live a self-centered life since I've been living it since I was a teenager. And I want to talk about the benefits of that. All right. So being selfish, selfish is such a simple concept, yet it is very, very difficult to implement because for most of your life, your default mode has been appeasement. You know, you've done things to make everyone feel good or to make them look at you a certain way. You know, they may look at you as being powerful or being pleasant, you know, or any positive trait that you revere. So this episode, we will break down the contours of a self-centered life. And by the end, you can journal and kind of fill in the meat of those contours so that you know what type of picture you are aiming for and what that looks like for you. So let's start with my personal definition of selfishness. Selfishness is preserving your dignity and comfort. That's what I think selfishness is. It's preserving your dignity and comfort. When I make a decision is, am I going to feel good about this when I rest my head? Do I feel comfortable here? Those are the questions that I ask myself when I am making a decision. Selfishness is not those hypothetical situations that your parents, friends, society tell you where if you become so self-involved that when you are at your lowest, no one will be there for you. That's not what it is. And you know damn well that's not your character. You know you won't be that extreme. So why are you even taking in that extreme as if that's a possibility? That's not your character. 
So don't allow others extremes or these controlling narratives to dictate a skill that you need to enjoy your life. Selfishness is a skill that you need to enjoy your life if you are a woman or if you are an oppressed person or someone a minority someone on the periphery this is a skill that you need so when you are constructing a selfish life you need to start at the foundation and i'll call this the baseline the baseline is this you are the steward over your body meaning when you were born your only responsibility was to take care of yourself so when you were an infant you cried and you cried to have your needs met you know you cried when you were hungry when you were angry, when you were sad, when you were uncomfortable or irritable, you cry to have your needs met. So go back to the basics and take care of you. But instead of crying when you are in these situations where you're hungry, angry, sad, uncomfortable, irritated, you have the greatest gift given to you as an adult. You have your words. So be a, be a steward over your body. And instead of crying to have your needs met, talk the next point you are number one I love my family dearly I love my friends dearly I will do so much for them but at the end of the day I am still number one whenever I make a decision the first person who I ask is me you know I may consult others I may ask for their opinion so that I can you know, make the best possible choice for me, but it's not their decision to make. And they are not number one in my decision-making process. I am number one. Next, protect you. There is no one else in the world who will do right by you. Like, and I know that that's an extreme statement and I understand that, but think about it like this. Your parents love you, your caretakers love you, and whenever they decide something for you, they usually have themselves in mind and you in mind. And that's who, that's the decision that they're making. They're making a decision based on themselves and you. However, when you are making a decision, you should be making a decision fully on you. And you are the best person to do that because not only do you know your best interests, you know what would be the most beneficial for you and for those interests. Some people may know your interests, but they may do make a decision for you that is more beneficial for themselves. Next point, your desires aren't bad. They aren't. They're not bad. You know, what you want, how you want to live your life. When you say no, those decisions aren't bad. Furthermore, why are you living in your body and saying no to yourself? That's like me wanting to get into my own home, but purposely locking the door on myself and struggling to get in. I have the key. Why did I lock the door? So... Allow yourself to have your desires. You know, you can say no to yourself if that's what you want. But don't say no to yourself because it isn't what, what, 
what others want um, because they don't live in your body. And finally, if you aren't impeding on anyone's right, then why is it wrong? Is it wrong because someone who is not living in your body is uncomfortable with it? Once you make a decision based on them, okay, they may leave. Then you'll have to live in your whole body for the rest of your life knowing you made a decision based on someone else. And it hurt you. The next point, and I really want to emphasize this one. You are not a natural born nurturer. You're just not. You may have been groomed to nurture, but there's nothing innate about nurturing. You know, you may enjoy taking care of someone and that's fine. But taking care of someone is not in an identity. It's not who you are. It's an action. You know, you may like to help people. But you're not your identity is not helper. You don't you're not going to be a helper your whole entire life. You may assist people and you may assist people from time to time. But you're not a helper. You're not a nurturer. So stop making decisions or stop using the excuse. I'm a nurturer to mask selfless decisions. I just care about people. I'm an empath. Those type of statements only mask selfless decisions. You're only saying, well, I only did this because I wanted to make them feel better, but I'm going to mask it as me being a really nice person, even though I ended up taking the short end of the stick. And now the decision that I made in my present reality does not benefit me. It makes no sense. Next point, you don't need a reason to want something. You don't need a reason to not want something or say yes or say no. Um, If you aren't feeling it, you aren't feeling it. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I just don't feel it. And I don't make an excuse for that. I'm just in a bad mood. I don't don't need to have an excuse for being in a bad mood. I'm just in it. And just because I'm in a bad mood doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Or sometimes you may be someone you just don't like them. It don't make you a bad person that you just because you don't like them. That doesn't mean you have insecurities because you don't like them. You just don't like them. The best part of being a human, an adult human, is that you can decide whatever it is you, you'd like to decide. One day you could not like someone, the next day you can. It's your decision to have. Next point, your decision is the final word. You will have people try to guilt you, aggress you, shame you, embarrass you, berate you. And they do all this to force you to change your mind. Do not allow that. Do not allow people to take away your power. Do not allow people to manipulate you into making decisions that suit their needs. Remember, when you say no, that is the final word. When you say yes, that is the final word. Anything you decide for yourself, that is the final word. If someone wants to debate them, you could tell them, hi, I understand that you'd like to persuade me to make a decision that is different from what I'm making right now, but it's just not going to work. I made my decision is final. Sometimes you have to create boundaries like that. 
Because people will swear you are flexible and they will do things to try to make you flexible and shame you, make you feel bad and, and create uncomfortable situations to make you change your mind. But when I make decisions like that, I or if someone tries to make me feel comfortable or try to shame me or something like that, I rarely feel those emotions because that's an emotion, an emotion that you have to deal with. I'm comfortable with my decision. I already made it. So whatever time or silence we need to sit in for you to be comfortable with me making my decision, we can do that. That could be done. The next point, check in with yourself. You know, does this feel good? When I leave, do I feel good or bad? If I leave a person's house and I feel worse than when I came, I start to think about that relationship and ask myself, hmm, do I need this in my life? If I'm continuously feeling bad, I'm going to let it go. Because I want to feel good everywhere I'm at. I really do. And I understand that, you know, there may be times where there's discomfort. I get that. I get that. And I'm going to make space for that, too. But for the most part, I want to feel good. The next point. Trial and error. It's one of the key ingredients to selfishness. Because a big part of knowing yourself is trying things out. And the truth is, you really don't know what you like till you try it. Like, you really don't know. Like, you don't know if you like to live in a city until you live in a city. You don't like you don't know if you like to live in a suburb until you live in the suburbs. Like, you just don't really know. So sometimes you have to try out things. Sometimes you have to live in a city for a year. And if you don't like that, move to the suburbs. If you don't like that, move somewhere else. You know? Trial and error. Move to how many, however many places you want to move to until you feel good. Because that's what we're that is what we're aiming for. A happy experience. Joy in my personal life. A joy that has to deal with my needs being met. The next point, let go of guilt and shame. Guilt and shame are really two of the best great like they, they're like the greatest manipulation tools. They are so good. They're so good. Because like if you think about it, if I want someone to make a decision that benefits me, the two best things you can use is guilt and shame. I can make you feel bad about a choice that benefits you. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all that, how manipulative you have to be to convince someone else that a decision that they're making which is probably good for themselves. They need to change that decision because it's actually better for you, but you don't want to say that. So you're just going to manipulate them to make a decision to make that decision. That's fucked up. That really is. That's so fucked up. And that's why selfishness helps. Because people can guilt and shame you. And like I said, guilt and shame don't work on me because you may feel uncomfortable, but I don't because I already made my decision. 
And it is what it is. And we can sit this out. You know, like I can sit discomfort out. I can get on my phone. I can read a book. I can just be like, I can sit in silence. Because it's not, I won't move unless I want to move. So, you know, if you're afraid of being selfish, I would start out with small decisions and build up. Because, like, I think that everything is a muscle. I really do. I think person, I think you can change your personality. If you are an introvert, I think you can build an extroversion um, muscle. I just think that you can be anything you want to be. And if you practice enough, you can get there. And that's what I believe about selfishness. If you start small and you start building up, you can live a really, really selfish life. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be super, super, super fun. Can you imagine the only thing you have to worry about is your happiness? That's your singular focus. You don't have to think about anything else. Imagine all of that stress falling off your shoulders because you're not considering everyone else's decisions and what they think about you and how they view you. And, you know, would this change your relationship? Imagine just only think about thinking about, hmm, I wonder if this is going to make me happy. Does this make me feel good? Will this extend the internal happiness that I have? And finally, you know, being selfish, it really is a radical notion. And and you would think it isn't because it's such a thing it's so prevalent in society you know individualism all that stuff is so prevalent in society but uh it really for women is a radical notion for oppressed people is a radical notion because it rubs against the norm it really do it rubs against the norm of you know oppressed folks being you know appeasing appeasing the oppressors so uh, understand you'll have pushback. You will. You'll always have pushback against this. Um, but you just, have to, you just have to be comfortable with your decision. Check in with yourself frequently. I mean, this is, I think this is one of the things that kind of, this is one of the reasons why people are in relationships for like five to six years and they didn't realize that they lost touch with themselves. It's because they're not checking in with themselves. So check in with yourselves I mean, if you're really busy, you can do it quarterly, but every quarter ask yourself, am I doing things? Am I making steps and choices that relate to me and my happiness? Now you have to ask yourself this often. Am I steering away from my desires? Am I choosing steps based on what I need or like or want or want to experience? Who am I listening to? Is it society? Is it society's standards? Is it my family, my friends? Or is it me? If it's you, it's a great thing. Keep up the good work. And if it's others, just reframe, retune yourself, remind yourself that um, only one person lives in your body and it's you. And on that note, enjoy your day. It's starting to heat up. Drink some rosé on my behalf. And you take care. Enjoy it.
For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.